Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 15 of Soul Food. Uh, before we get started, I just wanted to apologize. We're actually re-recording this because I kind of made a mistake yesterday and instead of recording on the high quality microphone we have, I actually ended up recording on uh, my laptop directly so the, the sound quality came out. Uh, much lower than uh, we usually we usually shoot for. So we wanted to actually re-record the episode uh, because we really believe in high quality sound uh, for the podcast. So inshallah, let's jump right in. In this episode, we're going to look at how the value of a believer and how the value of a human being is in being in a state of goodness and performing acts of goodness. We're going to look at how staying away from doubtful and forbidden things is the way of salvation. And then we're also going to look at protecting our homes from things that are harmful uh, and things that uh, bring down uh, the spiritual environment and uh, protection of our homes. So how is value in goodness? Uh, one of the things to really think about is that Everything that you do, every gift that you have, every blessing that you have from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a gift. And to use that blessing and that gift and to be thankful for it is using it for God's obedience. So using your eyes to contemplate the cosmos is part of gratitude because that's what they were created for. Using your eyes to look at creation with mercy is part of thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving you that faculty. Using your ears to listen to the Qur'an, to reflect upon it, to listen to reminders and remembrance is using it in a way that expresses gratitude to our Creator. Using our hands to embrace one another and shake hands and so forth. And when we use these things outside of the ways that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the opposite is true. Then when we do that, it's an expression of ingratitude. And it's not uh, putting the blessing in the proper place. So as a human being, you actually gain honor and you're aligned with the will of the Creator in worship, in goodness, and in your seeking Him. And that you're actually using what you've been given in the proper channels. You know, sometimes people wonder, like, why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? And part of that is in using your life and everything that's been given to you in the ways that they were created for, and that's in the worship and obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the next point is about how staying away from forbidden things and doubtful things is the way to salvation. And before we jump into that, it's really important to understand the word haram. The, the word in Arabic for something that's forbidden is the word haram. And I remember growing up that this word was so overused. It was as if 
people couldn't say halal. They couldn't say that something was permissible. Whenever you would ask a question, I remember as kids, we would play around in our Islamic studies class and say, I bet you I can ask the teacher 10 questions and he'll come back and say that all of them are haram. The answer to each one is haram. But it's funny because uh, uh, in reality, when people overuse that word, it makes us kind of desensitized to it or not think much of it or not understand it properly. But when we understand it, it helps us really appreciate what it's about. And the word haram comes from the root harama, which means something that has a sanctity and inviolability. And the Prophet ﷺ told us that forbidden acts, they violate the sacred boundaries that are set by God. And that when a person engages in something that is forbidden, that is haram, that they actually violate their own sanctity as a human being when they're engaging in those acts. And by leaving them, by setting them aside and avoiding them, you gain and you rise in sanctity and in honor and in blessedness. So it's important when we understand things that are haram, why are they haram and what happens to us when we engage in them or when we choose to avoid them. And most people, you know, they don't do forbidden things very consciously. It usually starts off subtle and then grows gradually. And avoiding doubtful things actually protects us from falling into forbidden things. The Prophet ﷺ said, permissible things are clear and forbidden things are clear. But between the two are doubtful things that many people don't clearly know about. Whoever leaves doubtful things has protected their religion and honor. And look how the Prophet ﷺ says honor. But whoever falls into doubtful things will fall into the forbidden. Like a shepherd whose flock grazes near the boundaries, fearing that they will transgress that boundary. Truly, every king has boundaries, and the boundaries of God are those things he has made forbidden. So this is really important in understanding that part of the way that you protect your religion and your honor and your connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is staying away from things that are doubtful and staying away from the boundaries. If you put a distance between yourself and God's boundaries, then you're less likely to transgress those and fall into something forbidden. So ask yourself if there's something in your life that you feel is doubtful, or that you don't feel good about, or that you want to change. Maybe for some of us, we want to change certain things gradually, and that when we change gradually, that's sustainable. And maybe for others, we have to change something cold turkey. That's the only way it's going to change. But whatever works for you, make sure that there's something within yourself that you seek to change. Something doubtful that you want to get out of your life. Or maybe even forbidden that you need to get out of your life. And I'm not saying this to accuse you or to put anyone down. But that we all have room for improvement. There's always room for, for improvement. So, uh, you know, identify something and work from there. Maybe it's something you watch or something that you listen to. And then this brings us to the idea of our home environment. What culture do you create for yourself or for your family at home? You know, our homes are our spiritual centers. They're the places where we can fully be who we are. You know, when we go out in the world, we kind of put our guard up. But when we're home, we're fully who we are. So what norms do we create for ourselves at home? And I, you know, there's so many righteous people who actually in their homes, they would have like a prayer room or they would have a corner that they would just 
seclude themselves and be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worship and pray and remember Allah and recite the Qur'an so that even in their homes they had a place for worship and that it wasn't just something I'm going to go to the mosque or I'm going to go outside and that will be my religious expression but that they continued that at home and that they would attempt to be better in private than what people thought of them in public. So what kind of environments do we have in our homes? Uh, and we need to be very careful from falling into uh, uh, things inside of our homes that compromises our faith. And usually when we're alone or when we're secluded, it's actually easier to fall into doubtful or forbidden things. But that falling into those things is very dangerous. The Prophet ﷺ said, an adulterer does not commit adultery while being a believer. And a person who drinks alcohol does not do so while being in a state of belief. This doesn't mean that a person leaves Islam or disbelieves, but that in that moment when they commit a major sin like that, faith leaves their heart. And Habib Umar says in the kingdom of the heart and limbs that it might come back, but it might not. So we have to be very careful. And Imam al-Busiri has the lines of poetry in his burda that how many a desire seemed sweet but was fatal, like cream that was, put, that was poisoned, that someone would eat a sweet cream but it's actually poisoned and that it would kill them. And that sins poison our heart and poison our connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to work really hard to protect those and to protect the environments that we have at home. And when you're granted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love, and when you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the lover's biggest fear becomes disappointing their beloved and losing that love that they've been given. So we have to protect that. We have to honor that. We have to cherish the love that we have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, particularly in our homes. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he says, each of you is a shepherd and each of you is responsible for your flock. And an individual is a shepherd over their limbs, making sure that they're in a way that is in a state that's pleasing to Allah. And anyone who uh, in their homes is a shepherd over their family or over anyone in their care, they also have to try to nurture a spiritually healthy environment at home. And that dictates how we interact with technology, with television, the habits that we have at home. All of these things influence our ways of acting and talking and thinking, particularly upon children. And I'm not saying that technology is all bad or, you know, get rid of it altogether. If it wasn't for technology, I wouldn't be talking to you right now in this podcast, right? But we need to control technology and not let technology control us. That sometimes we interface with all of these, you know, new, new devices and new platforms and we're not really fully aware how these things affect us. So we need to be very careful of that, and particularly how it affects us in our homes. So this brings us to the call to action. Replace one bad habit or one thing that's doubtful, or one thing that you don't feel is the most spiritually healthy and sound habit with one that is good. If you're on your phone a lot, just going through your newsfeed or through social media, pick up a book and read. If you're, you know, kind of at home and you feel like you're just kind of secluding yourself and it's not necessarily 
the healthiest environment for yourself at home, go out and take a walk, get some fresh air, exercise. If you're with family members or people that you live with, your spouse or whatever it may be, and you're not engaging in conversation, then look at one another in the face. Before there was FaceTime, people actually had real FaceTime where they would look at each other and talk to each other and ask how they're doing and how their day went. So replace one of those bad habits with something good and inshallah that will be useful for everyone in the home. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Uh, please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or leave us any feedback on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud uh, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He purify our hearts this Ramadan and give us the best of what He gives those on Ramadan. Allah <laughs> Ta'ala